Welcome to the Hunt the West podcast, where it's all about getting outside, experiencing the outdoors, and having epic adventures. At Hunt the West, my only goal is for you to get out and hunt. My name is Skylar Harrison. I am your host. And today we are going to have a guest who is my brother, Bryce. My brother and I have been hunting together for a few years, and we have similar stories of how we got into hunting and how it slowly became part of our lives. And we kind of explore the ideas behind getting into hunting in a non-conventional way. Conventional being usually your dad or your grandpa teaches you about hunting, and our dad didn't really hunt that much. And anyway, we get into that and our story as well as we share our novice hunting experiences from the very beginning when we had no idea what we were doing till now when we know a little bit more about what we're doing. So you guys are going to enjoy this one. We have it's there's a ton of stories in here. You're going to this is a longer episode but you're going to really enjoy it. So here is my interview with my brother Bryce. All right, Bryce, welcome to the Hunt the West podcast. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. <laughs> um, I will have already introduced you a little bit and everyone will know that you are my brother, but just give us a little introduction of who you are, what you do and how you kind of got into hunting. Okay. Yeah, I'm Bryce. I'm Skylar's brother. Uh, we have been hunting together. I mean, for, I don't know, not that long actually. Yeah. Not that long <laughs> because, um, but yeah, I started hunting when I was, I think, 15, 16, maybe, uh, I went with Uncle Craig, so our uncle, our dad's brother, and he took us, he just took me, like, along, and a couple of our other cousins, and anyway, that's how it start. that's how my hunting journey started. Yeah, and then, so that was, well, I don't want to give away your age, but you don't have to, but that was like, that was a while ago, but then there, you ago. went... And then you went a pretty long time between that hunt and like when you considered yourself, when did you consider yourself? You're like, oh yeah, I'm a hunter and I'm going to like go every year. Cause you go every year now when you can. Yeah. Uh, I think I went almost every year, like after that, um, maybe every other year I, but I wouldn't have called myself a hunter back then. I don't think. But so probably like my early twenties, so like a few years later, I would say like, oh yeah, like I'm actually, this is a thing that I do. I'm a hunter now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, you and I have very similar stories, and that's kind of one of the things I wanted to talk about is how you and I didn't really have um, explicit mentors as we developed our desire to hunt, and right. so we've kind of stumbled around in the woods a lot together <laughs> yeah. we should tell those stories but yeah we should well i think we yeah, should tell all the stories because dad dad didn't hunt really i mean no. he, i have one memory of him coming home and he had this deer and he was out in the garage the deer was hanging, hanging in the garage, in the garage and we're like looking at it yeah and then and he that was the last year i think he ever hunted yeah and we were, I was probably, I don't know, 10. Yeah. Or less. And so, and then I remember also taking it to the, to the deer processor 
and I was all confused because he like didn't care about getting the antlers off of it or anything. He just like dropped it off. I'm like, aren't you gonna get the get, get the antlers? Yeah, it was like and a little like, two point. I think. Like, what? Like okay, and like for me, he like went over there. He's like, okay, <laughs> can I have the antlers? I was embarrassed. <laughs> I, that's probably what it was. Actually, he was probably you embarrassed. Think so? that it was just a regular two point. Yeah. And it was like, the guys are there are gonna be like, I'm taking this, sawing this off here. But anyway, yeah. So he wasn't into it, and he never. So I don't, I think I went hunting with dad like a few years after the first year I went. And then that was the only time I think I've ever hunted with him. Yeah. I think I've hunted with dad twice that year that you got your first one. And then the year that, wait, was dad there there when I, he wasn't there the year I got mine. Well, he wasn't when I got mine either. Oh, wait. Really? No, maybe no. he was. I'm confusing no. my first trip with my first deer that I actually shot. Yeah, yeah. So talk about yeah. that very first trip. Like you went okay. and you tagged along with Uncle Craig. Yeah, so that Because was, I wasn't I there that was, year. Okay. I, I think I, I, think I was, was only there. 14. Uh, and I went with Chad and Chase, which are Craig's two sons. And they had one tag. And we went and we went to where our dad and his family grew up hunting and we just went there and we hiked and we saw some deer and one of his sons was the one that was going to be shooting chase so he gave the gun to chase and he was going to be the one to shoot and (laughs) we see this group of deer and they're like okay and and there's a they're like in a line and they're kind of trotting along and they're like okay the third one from the back is like the biggest he's like okay go ahead and shoot it chase and chase is like no I'm not going to shoot. He's like, I want a trophy. <laughs> and, and Craig's like, just shoot, just shoot the deer. <laughs> Cause he's like, they're getting away. <laughs> and so he's like, he's like, no, I want a trophy. That, like, those are exact words. Those are his words. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, and then the deer go. They, and then Craig's all mad. He grabs the rifle, <laughs> leaves him there. And we start hiking around, like running over the ridge to like try to find these deer again. And he couldn't find them. And he's and then Craig's like all mad. And we and then we couldn't find them. So we go back and find Chase again. And he's like, oh, like chewing him out. He's like, I just wanted to bring something home for Jackson, which is the younger son that wasn't there. And uh, but then Chase is like, Yeah, I saw those deer like turn back around. And like then they went this other way and I was watching them. And so <laughs> we didn't get anything. Um and that's all I remember from that trip is that we didn't get anything and that Chase wanted a trophy. Chase was probably <laughs> 16. He was expecting to shoot like a trophy buck. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that was it. I'm and laughing because I, <laughs> the, the way people got to understand, like the way that we used to do this was opening day was Saturday. We'd go up Friday night spend the night Friday night, wake up in the morning, hunt Saturday and go home before like we had less than 24 hours of hunting. We had like one day of sun up to sundown of hunting. Yep. (laughs) And so there was probably a little lack of communication between uncle Craig (laughs) and chase understanding is like, um, so you're not going to find a trip. You're like not even going to find a four point in this unit, in this basin today because this is the day have the time and, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh another funny memory i have from that trip is we were we were getting ready i was at uncle craig's house 
and we're getting ready to go. And <laughs> Chad is the younger of the two sons. They're both a little bit older than me, but Chase asks Chad, he goes, how much ammo did dad bring? And <laughs> Chad's like, I don't know, three or four rounds. <laughs> and Chase is like, a round is one bullet. He's like, do you mean he only got like three or four bullets? <laughs> Chad's like, I don't know. <laughs> he had no idea what he was talking about. He's like, three or four rounds. And what he meant was like, <laughs> I don't know what he meant. He had no idea. But it was just really funny because even I knew that a round was only one bullet. And I knew that he wouldn't only bring like three. Yeah, well, so you never was, know. It was funny. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Yeah, it just kind of shows how novice everybody is. Like, yeah. We liked hunting, but it wasn't like a super serious thing that we did. It was like, no, oh, yeah, no. this weekend's the hunt. You guys coming? Yeah, sure. And we just kind of go. Yeah, like bring everybody, whoever wants to go. Like we're just going to go do this. It's like going on a hike. Yeah, it really was. It was like a hike that you happen to shoot a deer sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And then there were some tactics that dad, I remember teaching me. Like he was like, you don't walk on ridge lines because then you're silhouetted. You're skylined, yep. Yeah. So I was like always trying to stay off the ridge lines, which was, you know, it's good advice. And for the most part. And I think and then he's just I think he's just said like aim behind the shoulder. And I think that was like the extent of our hunting training was yeah. I remember the ridge <laughs> yeah, lines. don't walk on ridge lines. And don't sit on the ridge lines either, because he's like yeah. people like to sit on the ridge line because you can see down two draws, but the deer They'll can see really you. see you really easily. Yeah, I remember that and, advice. I remember yeah, when I was like, really little asking dad, like the question, "Dad, how do you hunt? Like, how is hunting performed?" <laughs> expecting like a one sentence. <laughs> yeah, answer. I was like, it was like, uh, like, like any other things. Like, how to how do airplanes fly? And he'd like explain it. Explain to me how you hunt. And I remember him <laughs> saying, well, you just take a few steps and you listen and you look and you take a few more steps and you listen and you look. And I remember him, and So he's basically describing the tactic of what we now call still hunting. But yeah. um, I remember like, him just explaining that to me and I'm like, oh, that's how you hunt. That's like Elmer Fudd. Yeah. And you're just, or like on Zorro when he's like, do you know how to use this thing? It's like, yeah, pointy end goes into the other man. Yeah, he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. That's how you sword like, fight. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure he gave an appropriate answer for the age that I was. Like, he yeah. wasn't, I wasn't looking for deep tactics. But anyway, I think this is good for people to understand that, like, we kind of had an idea of, like, what to do, but we weren't really skilled <laughs> right or really knew how to do it um because i have a pretty similar first experience because my first hunt was that year that you and kendall and parker got all three deer in that one day yeah that was an awesome year yeah and we kind of split up into three different groups i think those were the only tags that we had was three different tags yeah, we all were using a different uncle's tag. <laughs> oh, is that what we were doing? Yeah. Oh. I think I think I I don't remember whose I used, but I think Kelly, which is another dad's brothers, Kelly, Craig, and oh, who else had a tag then? Kent. Kent. Yeah, oh, Kent. Kent. 
Yeah. So Kent, Kelly, and Craig all had their own tags, but they all gave them to me, Kendall, and Parker, which are cousins. Yeah. Um, so and then, I was I was in Kendall's group with Uncle Kent, yeah. and I was with Craig, and, and then, we all hiked up different directions. Yeah, and this and is then, by the way, everybody who's listening, the um, this is the exact same basin that these uncles have been hunting for. 40 years yeah (laughs) like so yeah so we hiked up and i'll just tell the story of my hunt that year go ahead so that was that was my first deer so i i hiked up with craig um which is the same uncle that took me on my very first hunt me and craig and then i think i was with cash too uh and yeah i think that was just the three of us and we hiked up it was early in the morning and then it was so it was dark we sat, we didn't see anything. Then we hike over and it's like now, by now it's like eight or nine in the morning. So the, the sun's been up for a little bit, but not too long. And we see, oh no. Okay. I, I kind of went off by myself. Um, just over like, I'm like, I'm getting sick of watching this little basin. I'm not seeing anything. So I'm just going to hop over the bridge and I'll just, you know, see what I can see. Cause I was, I was anxious. You know, so I I go over there and I see these deer. I see these two bucks. I'm like, oh. so I start freaking out, <laughs> and they're they're down below me and they're just kind of moving along like they've been spooked but not like super spooked. So they're just kind of trotting, and I had I had three bullets in my rifle, I think, and I dad's rifle, and we so then I just start taking shots at both of them i think i think i saw both and i'm like i'll just aim for about the middle and i'm just gonna shoot them like aiming for a group like a flock of birds <laughs> so i'm just like shooting how far away do you think they were i don't know i think it's probably a couple hundred so okay, it wasn't so like pretty close. pretty far and so i'm like and then i so I, I i go through all my rounds right which as we've established one round is one bullet <laughs> and <laughs> so i go through my whole gun and i'm like oh so then by this point after i've plowed through three rounds maybe four i don't remember if i carried one in the chamber but then cash comes running over and he's like and so i'm like stripping my bag my backpack off and i'm like digging through to find my box of ammo and these deer keep trotting and <laughs> so i like reload my gun again and I think I fired another three. I, I don't, I, I don't remember exactly, but I fired a lot and I'm just like, just one after another. And then by that time, okay, now I'm like, calm down. Craig came down. He's like, okay. He's like, just aim right on him. <laughs> Cause dad had set up his rifle to three inches high at a hundred yards. So that then anywhere, you know, the idea is that for anywhere from a hundred to 400 yards, you just aim on them and you're good. And so he's like, just aim right on him. And then I, I take another couple misses. And then by this time, he, the deer's like 400 yards away, it's like way up on this other side of the draw. And so then he stops. And by now I'm like, kind of, I've like calmed down after shooting like 10 rounds. <laughs> so then I see him and I, I know, okay, he's pretty far. So I'm just going to aim a little high. So I kind of aim and he's quartering away, like a kind of heavy quartered away. 
And so I aim like almost the top of his back, like, like almost at his neck, you know, cause he's quartering away. So I'm right in his vitals. You go straight up and it's like his neck. So then I take the shot and then I get back on, on him and I see him like, cause after you take the shot, you can't see anything. His recoil. So then you look back, I look back on and I see him like tumbling down the mountain, like end over end doing like front flips. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> so, so then by then I was like so excited, but I had taken it and it was, I, I ended up looking on like Google earth and like looking at how far that shot was. And it's about 400 yards, which is it's it's pretty a, far. That's a pretty far shot. If you, you know, have, Essentially no never really shot a rifle. Yeah. Like other I don't than think, at the range. I think I like sighted the rifle in. I think I did do that. I think I sighted it in and then yeah, shot this deer at four hundred yards. We go over to it and I'm just like, you know, like charged with with how excited I am. <laughs> so then he teaches me how to gut it and he go, walks me through everything, which was super helpful because I had no idea. And so he just walked me through it and then him and cash carried my stuff down. And then I just sat down below him cause it was on a steep hill, you know, and I sat down, put, he like taught me how to like put it over my shoulders. And then it was like dripping all over me. And then I just, I just picked it up over my shoulders and I walked down the mountain down to the to camp and I remember like thinking this is like the hardest physical labor I've ever done because <laughs> I'm like hiking down the steep hill and my, my quads are like burning and I had to sit down a couple times, but I made it down and it was good. And we ended up getting two other deer that trip. And so we were all like, super excited and yeah, it was, it was a blast. Yeah, I remember that day was just so action-packed. I mean, yeah. it, it's like the memes you see when it's like opening day of rifle season and like all the the people are running with weapons. <laughs> you know, <laughs> have you seen that yeah. meme? It's really funny. Anyway, but it's like, that's kind of how it was, you know, shots being fired like all over the canyon. Yeah. And like, so at the very early in the morning, I remember Chad had taken a shot and there was like dispute over what a like oh yeah that hunter. was that year yeah some other hunter shot it oh yeah so that would have been like the fourth gear that we shot yeah we would have yeah. gotten four that day, that day <laughs> so we've had four tags then because i know chad had one yeah because then chad Park, had his own yeah because i okay because parker and uncle uncle kelly were done like at sunup remember i remember kelly getting on the radio Parker like, shot his. He's like, Parker got a two point. <laughs> yeah, his was like a big two point. He had a big old neck on that thing, I remember. Yeah, it had huge, yeah. like it was like the size of a four point, uh, you know. It was bigger than some four points I've seen. And it had like big old two point. Yeah. And then Chad, I remember walking up. Like I wasn't with them, but then I walked up to them and like he was shooting at this deer and there was this deer like laying over there. And he's just like, hey, who wants to take a shot at this deer? Or, or no, that that was Parker's deer. And he just like shot it laying there. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah, but, that's a that's a weird story. I've only ever heard it secondhand. Because yeah, I was in I was in Kendall's group. 
Yeah, and I only saw it. I was kind of secondhand too, so I can't really speak with authority to it. But I remember Chad saying like that he shot it, but then Craig was saying like, "Look, just if we go over there and they say that they shot it, like let's just let them have it. Like we're not gonna, you know." And then that's what ended up happening is the guy said he shot it, and so yeah, and so they're just like, "Yeah, all right, can you take it?" Oh yeah, and then he's like, "Can we take a picture with it at least?" Because he thinks he's got (laughs) it. (laughs) <laughs> so they're like sure so chad i didn't know that detail <laughs> yeah he did chad sat down next to the deer and he like took his little sh- like photo of it and then we left and the guy took the deer <laughs> all right yeah. yeah it was funny and then kendall okay so this is the third deer we got yeah this is fun too because then it's like evening we're down at camp we're just like having a good old time because we're all excited that we got our deer and then Kendall's still up there, I guess, with you and yeah. Kent. Yeah, me and Kent. And so, Kendall. Kelly, we were down spotting, like, from way down below. And we see some deer, and they're like, okay, if you guys just stay at that point, these this group of deer is walking toward you, so just stay there for, like, so they stayed, so you guys stayed there for, like, 10 or 15 minutes or something, just wait, or more, maybe, but just waiting. And then I remember watching through a spotting scope, as Kendall took his shot, I couldn't see Kendall, but I remember seeing the deer like start to just run all over the place. And then hearing that crack of the rifle, like a couple seconds later. Yeah. And then Kendall was like, Oh, yep. Kendall got his deer and he brought it down and it was like the tiniest two point I've ever seen. (laughs) It was so dinky. (laughs) (laughs) But Kendall was super excited and I was excited too because I mean this is the first time I've ever been hunting and I remember we went on the backside in the early morning and we like fell asleep on the rocks yeah and then we woke up like Uncle Kent woke us up he's like hey guys there's some deer and we like get all excited and they were all does and so we just got to watch them walk right in front of us at probably 100 yards so it was like pretty close and I was like man this is really cool like we get to watch these deer and we went over the top and then you guys were telling us that the deer were coming and then Kendall shot. It was pretty close. Like, I don't know, maybe a hundred, 150 yards, mm-hmm. maybe less than that. Um, but he shot and missed the first time. And then the deer came closer cause he shot over its back <laughs> so and, it, confused. and then, yeah, the deer came closer and then Kent, um, which is Kendall's dad, by the way, <laughs> uncle Kent was, he, I remember him just being so calm and just be like, it's okay. Just take another shot. He's still right there. You know, he's just yeah, so calm, like not adding to the stress of the situation. Cause you know, Kendall's like really amped, really excited. Yeah. Um, well, to Kent, this is not a high stress situation, right? <laughs> he's a helicopter pilot. That's true. He's been flying helicopters for who knows how many decades. Yeah. He's like flying life light and picking up, people off yeah. the sides of mountains that are in actual trouble so seeing a deer is not yeah you know, he's like, it's not gonna f- get him piped my feet are f- firmly planted on the ground there's no danger to anyone yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so anyway and then i i can't remember he took a couple shots and eventually dropped it and then same thing poncho put a poncho on and Terrible. carry the bloody carcass down the hill so he, he dragged it oh quite a bit of the way I he think. dragged it yeah i don't remember all the details but um but the thing i do remember is i don't remember being like super excited about hunting because of that trip i just it's kind of a point 
like a data point in my journey. Mm -hmm. It was like, okay, that happened. But I don't remember having like this awakening to be like, oh man, I want to be, I like want to do this a lot. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I think I, I was really excited. I mean, my experience, I got a deer that year, right? And you didn't. Right. And so I was just was, a bystander. It was, it was definitely more to me than it was to you. But even after that trip, I don't, it wasn't like a decision I'm going to hunt the rest of my life. And like, this is a, a, you know, a lifestyle that I want to adopt, you know, plus I think it's partially just cause I was 16 and I don't really think long-term like that, you know? Yeah. You're like, what's going to happen this weekend? Who like, am I yeah, going to hang out with? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I do remember enjoying the jerky from it. Um, See, I remember that differently. Cause I remember dad's deer, he got jerky and I remember not liking it that much. Yeah. And I'm like, so that was another aspect of it that I just never really had a connection to it. And I was like, yeah, hunting's cool, but whatever. Yeah, I liked it, but it wasn't, I, yeah, I wasn't like, I'm going to go seek out another deer to get this same jerky. Yeah. Because it wasn't, it definitely wasn't the best jerky. And that's all we did with it was just jerky. Like, dad never did steaks or no. roasts or anything, <laughs> or even ground. Yeah. Like it was just jerky. He's like, just give me as much jerky because I don't think dad liked the meat either. Probably just because he didn't know how to cook it. Yeah. But um, which is something I have made a big difference. It has made a big difference in how I approach it now because now it's my favorite meat. Yes. And me too. I love it. And when you cook a steak perfectly or like, do a crock pot roast with a deer backstrap. It's like, Oh man, I love it so much. And now when I eat beef, I'm always like a little bit like, Oh, this is like really fatty and (laughs) kind of greasy. And I don't really like it that much. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel the same way. Like the meat is one of my main like draws to hunting now where before I did, I couldn't care less about the meat really. Yeah, um, it, it just wasn't really instilled into us. No. Like we always were taught to like, if you kill something, you eat it. Yeah. And, like we were definitely taught to respect animals and like, uh, treat them w- with, you know, humanity. But yeah, but yeah, like we, dad and mom, like they didn't appreciate wild game like i think we do now yeah and that has been a big difference for us and so what really got me more into this and this is one thing i kind of want to go into um is when did it become something that we wanted to do every year um and for me i've been thinking about this a lot this week Mm -hmm. and for me it was i think it was that first hunt that we that you and i went together to a completely new area yeah um that was a fun fun hunt yeah and we like we went up a day early like we um because normally we just go up on friday night and wake up on saturday and walk up the hill and shoot the first buck that we saw Mm -hmm. but this one we went up on thursday and we got there like thursday in the middle of the day i think and we mm-hmm. like scouted around that afternoon and then all day Friday. 
and then the hunt opened on Saturday. And so I felt like we took it a lot more seriously. We're like, we're going to make this happen. We're going to find the deer and we're still going to be home (laughs) on Saturday night. But well, I think, I think it was like that because we had put so much more way before, like I, I was doing research on different areas and I don't remember why, uh, but like why I was looking at new areas, but I found this area and I'm like, this looks pretty good. Like the, I was studying like the harvest percentages and like the draw to ratios. Yeah. yeah. I, Cause we both had tags and I, we were both oh. looking at it. Remember? And, um, you had one, I don't remember you had, you had one that year too. Yeah. We both had tags, but we decided on, on the drive out there <laughs> that it had been longer since we're like, okay, who's going to shoot first. And we decided that you had gone longer without shooting a deer than I had. Cause I had shot oh, yeah. my, my spike <laughs> when I was 17. And then this was like yeah. four, four years later or something. Yeah. Cause this was, this is my neck. This is my second deer. Like I hadn't shot a deer until. It'd been like nothing. six. It must've been like five or six years for yeah. you. So this was, I think I had gone hunting one other time or two but not in, not gotten anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't remember if we had started elk hunting with Kendall and Parker yet, but we hadn't gotten anything on those ones either. So I was like not excited about hunting after those either. Yeah. So, we had, we had gone hunting. I remember cause you went, you went with Kendall to the West desert one year without me. And, and then we went elk hunting one time and we didn't, see anything and we were like uh we should like hunt all day instead of going back to the camp for lunch yeah i remember being like okay guys like they're like oh it's 10 o'clock like everything's bedded down like nothing's moving so like they just hung out for like four or five hours at camp yeah i was like this is not this has got to be there's got to be a better way than this (laughs) yeah there's no chance we're seeing an elk at our camp. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, I think we got excited about this trip though, because we had put in a whole bunch of effort at the beat at the outset. We're by ourselves. We're like, there's no like quote unquote adults with us. Yeah. Um, what, oh, let's see, what year was this? How old were we? Uh, 2015, I believe. Okay. Really? Or no, 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 no. It's before 2013. Then. Okay. 2013. No, 2014. Would have been 14. Yeah. Cause I got married in the middle of opening <laughs> season of rifle season on in 13. So I did okay. not go hunting that year. <laughs> yeah. So I think, I think we had gone, we've done all this research and we're like on our own now. Like, you know, so it, like it required a lot more of us. Yeah. And so we like put more effort into it. Yeah. And so I think, going into this hunt i was excited because this is the first like on my own like no one's taking me hunting like i am going hunting like this right. is a thing that i'm doing now it's not just something that someone's bringing me along that they're doing you know so i'm like owning this this time and and effort investment that i'm doing and so we had done all the scouting like you said like oh well all the scouting like the day before well, before we but, scouting was not a thing, like relative no. to what we did before, <laughs> right. we scouted like a lot. Extra, we scouted, scouted, we scouted like <laughs> triple. <yeah. laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> well, the scouting we had done at the other one was like the night before we're like putting binoculars on that hill. Yeah. Like we did do that. That's true. So, yeah. So this is like 10 times as much scouting as we had ever thought was even <laughs> yeah. plausible. Yeah. But yeah, that was, and then, I mean, also then what happened with that hunt and how kind of, I don't know. I mean, it went, yeah. it went awesome, but then it also kind of went. Yeah. So tell, tell the story, tell the story. Okay. So this is a good one because <laughs> yeah. exactly like you said, like it started out awesome and then it did not go well. But then we're like, Oh, wait <laughs> a minute. It got a little we sketchy. Gotta think, we got to think a little bit farther ahead. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, <laughs> go ahead and tell the story. So we're, we go up there We're we kind of hike up just like we normally had done. We only hiked up not very far because we're like, I think this is like, so then we're just like sitting there. We well, because remember morning. that that first like Friday morning, deer came into our camp. We were still remember we were in our hammocks, and the deer like came up the hill like into our camp. And there was that weird one with just the one antler. Remember that? I don't remember this. You don't remember this? Yeah. So like on Friday morning, the those deer came up into our camp, and there were three bucks. There were two little two points and then this one he had one weird side and the other side had nothing Um, like he was injured or something and he was they were with a bunch of does and they kind of came up and they were going to go right through our camp but then they saw us and they kind of went around a little bit and went through the trees and we were like score (laughs) (laughs) tomorrow we're going to just wake up there's going to be deer in our camp we're just going to throw it in the back of the truck and we're going to be done. <laughs> we're going to out of here. Yeah. And yeah, I remember so, thinking, oh, I wish today was opening day, not tomorrow. Because it would have been done. I remember seeing deer the night before, but I don't remember them coming into our camp. Yeah, it was er- early in the morning and they were skylined. But you remember sleeping in the hammocks there, remember? Yeah. Yeah, I remember sleeping in our hammocks. Yeah. But then, so yeah, we hike up. We didn't see anything like down where we were but we saw some like way up high we saw like a group of deer and like one good buck in it so we're like let's go up there and we're like rushing so we're like running almost through the forest because we saw deer like way up there (laughs) do do you remember that yeah yeah and i lost i think i lost like one of my camera batteries and i was like really upset about that because i had this like video camera with good zoom and everything and I was like upset that I lost this big battery because it's expensive. And so we're running and we're like, and then we get up there and we're like, we don't see anything. And then we kept like running whenever we saw deer. We're like, oh, we see some deer like two ridges over. Let's like run. And so we just yeah. ran. <laughs> I forgot about run? that, but we totally did. That's just like ran. not good tactics. No. So then finally we're just like eating lunch and we're like arguing about where to go. And you like we <laughs> yeah like we had these arguments yeah and i think you were like you didn't want to sit and so anyway we were like sat away from each other because we couldn't make any decisions we're like mad yeah so i was like, like i'm going to run up this hill as fast as possible because i see a deer there like i'm not gonna <laughs> wait here and wait for a deer to come because we only have a day and i remember yeah and you were like like no like we've already run and what if there's deer right here and then i remember we start moving and then like we go over this ridge and like 11 deer hop out of the the bushes in front of us <laughs> and yeah. we're like well maybe 
maybe we should slow down a little bit. Yeah. And so then we started still hunting. I had no idea it was called still hunting. Yeah. Neither did I. <laughs> so we're just like hiking through and we keep seeing deer. And so we're like, okay, this is working. Like they're all does, but we kept seeing them and we're like hiking around like super slow. And they're like sub a hundred yards and they're not spooked. And they no. like, and we were and getting us and then they like, they'd look at us and they'd kind of like walk off. We just like be super still. Yeah. And so like, we were actually pretty good at doing that. And then we made it like all the way up and we're in this, like this plateau almost. And I remember this vividly cause I thought it was gorgeous. We're up there and it like flattened out and we're just in this grove of quakies and the quakies were tall, like they were huge. And, but it was pretty open. Like there wasn't a lot of cover in there. Um, but it was yellow. Like it was like this golden canopy. Right. Yellow. And the sun was coming through. Yeah. I remember. And I just remember like, this yeah. is paradise out here. Like I want to just stand here and stare at all the trees. And, but then I'm like, I'm hunting. Like I need to hunt. Like we need to. <laughs> yeah. And so then we're like creeping through. And I remember just like, I'm just loving just walking through this forest going super slow. It was dead quiet. Like there was like hardly any breeze, like maybe there's a little bit of breeze. So you can like hear trees moving, but. And we were definitely like not sun. paying attention to the wind. I remember that not being a thing that we did. No, that, that was not a thing. And like, and so, yeah, so we're, we're just slowly moving through these trees. We're seeing deer like all the time. Uh, like, well, every like, I don't know, half hour to an hour we were like seeing deer. And then we just keep going. We're like, this is, this is cool. Like, let's just keep doing this. I remember talking about it. Like, yeah, we we're like, we just, eventually we're going to see a buck. Like, like cause yeah. I've been told growing up that deer and, and stuff, like they don't move during the day. You never shoot them during the middle of the day. So it doesn't matter. Like you just wait till evening when they move around again. And then we proved that wrong. <laughs> so we're like, still we're, hunting. we're like proving this stuff wrong. So we're like, let's just keep going. Cause it's working. I don't care what we've been taught. <laughs> I remember <laughs> thinking this to myself. Yeah. And so we're hiking through it. We're just like walking. Like it was every step was like careful, like every little crunch. And like, I remember paying attention to everything because we were getting really close to all these deer. And then we get up there, we get to the top of this ridge and we're still just kind of creeping through. And then all of a sudden a couple of does hopped out like at like 30 yards. And I was just like, stop, like dead still. And then those deer, they just kind of, they saw us, they stopped, they looked at us. We saw them and then they just kind of trotted off again. So we're like, oh my gosh. And it was like all tense. And then all of a sudden, this big buck like just hopped out and just like stood there. And I just remember looking at this buck and I was like, this thing, it is gorgeous. It's huge. I remember thinking it's big. And it was just because like, he was, was like, like twice a, as big as the does. Yeah. And his like, body, he was a big deer. Like his body was huge. Yeah. And then. And it had these blonde antlers, like they're really light colored. And it was like a kind of nice big three point. And then I remember looking at, and he was, he was, he was there was a, a quakey aspen right in front of his vitals. He's standing there like all tall and majestic looking. And then you're like, take him. <laughs> yeah. Or you take it. I think you said. I think I said pop him, pop him, pop him. <laughs> no, you didn't say pop him. You said I think I did. Him. Or maybe I said take him, but I remember saying get him, get him, get him. like I was, I was like, <laughs> yeah, so I like, was like yelling, whisper yelling. <laughs> yeah. And I oh, another thing I remember doing was pulling my 
my scope down to like three power. Yeah. While we were creeping through, we both, yeah. Cause we both had rifles and we were both like, we like, cause I remember we're talking about this. We're like, okay, you, you can have the first shot, but if I have a shot at something and I, and you're not shooting because you don't have a shot, then I'm going to shoot. And we kind of agreed yeah. that we yeah. would so like, do that. We're not that. really a deer get away just because of our, like our little system. Yeah. Uh-huh. So but then, he was, he was way closer to you and yeah. he was, and, and since, he was perfect. And, we all, and both yeah. of us understood that I, I was taking the first shot. Like, yeah. So I was understood and you're like, take him or pop him. Maybe you did say pop him. I think I did say pop him. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so he's, he's right there. I remember pulling my, my gun up and like, I could only see like, I could like his whole body filled the thing. Even right. This is like 40 top. yards or something. And so then he took one step forward and I was like, okay. And like, I was holding it right there, but the tree's in the way. So I'm like waiting. And then he takes another step forward and I was like, so take the shot. And I, it was like awesome. It was perfect hit. And then he like ran off like maybe 20 yards away and just went down. And we like were cheering. Like we were like giving each other high fives. We're like, this is awesome. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, we I, remember were, that I remember being feeling. so excited because we had yeah. just been going through the woods for like probably two hours or three hours yeah, creeping, like creeping. Afternoon. It was a long and time. We'd probably been going since like we'd probably been creeping through the forest for like four hours or five hours, maybe. Yeah. And so it was like felt like a long time. And then all of a sudden we had this deer down. And we're like, yes. And we went over there and we're like so excited. We're like taking pictures and like, okay. And then, and then like <laughs> the work begins, you know. Yeah. So and then you were like, did you bring your skinning knife? And I was like, no, <laughs> I thought I did. No, I didn't. But I had, by the, but at that point, I had already started carrying like an EDC, uh, like a little Kershaw. It was a Kershaw Cryo. We'll link um, to it in the show notes. Who are interested. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, and it's a, yeah, it's a Kershaw Cryo. So it's like a maybe three inch blade, little uh, flipper, assisted flipper. And so I'm like, well, I'm just going to use this. And I, and I gutted the whole deer with that. It did fine. Uh, but it wasn't the sharpest thing. And like, it's, it's what I carried around all the time, like cutting boxes and whatever with. So we gutted the deer and that was it. Like, that's all we knew how to do. Like quartering a deer was like, like quartering animals. That's what I heard. That's like, Oh, that's what you do with elk and moose so that you can carry stuff out. But like with deer, you just carry them out. Cause that's what I had, we'd done in the past. Yeah. So we gutted him and then we're like, uh, and I tried, I think I tried to carry him, but he was huge. Like I couldn't carry him. Right. And then we tried hog tying him to it. Hog time was like, I've seen this on Peter Pan. <laughs> like they have a stick like, and they carry animals underneath it. Yeah. Like let's do this. So we tied him up and, and then and the actually, tree like weighed as much as the deer. Yeah. The tree was heavy. And, but I, but once we got in our shoulders, I'm like, okay, this feels good. Like we can do this. And I had worked in Arizona working masonry for a long time. So I like knew how to carry planks and stuff on my shoulder. Like there's like, there's like a technique to it to get your shoulder to a point where it's not like killing your shoulder. And so I was feeling comfortable, but like you were strong. I was, I was like, no You're way. Like, like as soon as, like, as soon as that started deer walking. started swinging, I yeah. was like, <laughs> started swinging. Cause yeah. We did, I think we did tie it like up at like its first joint, but 
its but weight still, was still its like weight was below my a, waist a or a, an 18 inches down from that yeah. and we started walking it was like swinging all over the place we made it like 100 yards yeah or less if that yeah With and then we're and then setup. i was like i was like there's no way because we were probably what two we're miles like two miles yeah yeah and down a hill too down flat, but then through but then like a couple ravines down. yeah and then up yeah and so and i remember being kind of frustrated like ugh, like we're good like we finally figured out how to carry this thing and then then like you couldn't do it i'm like okay whatever and like we're talking about solutions like okay maybe oh and then we dragged it for a while i think i dragged it yeah we for dragged a couple it. yards and then we're checking the hide and like it was eating away the hide and we're like down to skin already. I'm like yeah. this is not going to work. I don't want to ruin all this meat. So then I think you went down to go get like a tarp and we're like, let's yeah, get a tarp. I was like, let's I'll run down it. to the truck. I'll go get a tarp. On the tarp. I'll bring the tarp back up and then we'll be good. And but, yeah, I got but run down to the <laughs> truck was like two miles away. Right. Like, and I remember I, I got halfway down that hill and then I didn't have the truck keys with me. You had them. <laughs> You remember that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> and I like got we on the radio. Our, we had our radios though, and that was good. We, I mean, there were a lot of preparedness things that we actually did do right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember that. And then I just ran down the hill. I got, I like ran like way far because I was like, we need to say like it's starting. To, it's like four o'clock by this point. Yeah, it's like so gonna, it's gonna get, get dark. dark in like an hour or two. And so I ran down. I gave you the keys, and then I'm like, oh, and I'm like sweating. And by this time, now it is starting to get, I think it was starting to get dark already at that point. It was, it was. So it was was, maybe like five. Yeah. And I had my, I think I had both our rifles. I took your rifle, my rifle, my backpack. And I think you kept your backpack. I kept my backpack. Which was, we were both carrying like camelbacks. (laughs) Yeah. We had camelbacks because. Because that's what we did. On a hike. (laughs) That's what hunting is, is hike. (laughs) oh yeah and yeah so then i i like hiked back up to the my deer and i'm like sitting next to it waiting i'm like okay this is gonna be like an hour by the time yeah by the time i get down there and then hike up because it was steep like yeah going up because i remember i was like i'm gonna like when we when i needed the keys i was like i'm gonna start coming up to you but you're gonna have to come farther than me because i am already like gassed (laughs) yeah i like sprinted down I, i made it way far yeah and then, so then I hiked back up and I was sitting there with my deer and I'm like, you know, thinking about all my choices. And, <laughs> Life choices. Yeah. You're like, I was and, on the top of the world like an hour ago and yeah. now, now what? <laughs> now I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, and then, so then finally, so, so now I'm sitting there, I'm like eating jerky and apples, like dehydrated apples. And I'm like, just waiting. And then I'm like looking around with my binoculars and I see these horses over there, like, like two ravines away, probably two ridges. And then I see these guys. I'm like, I need, like, they've got horses. I need them. I need their help. <laughs> so I like stand up yeah. and I, I started waving my orange hat around and I just was waving it, looking through my binoculars to see if they're like looking at me but they were far enough away that I couldn't even tell like which direction they're looking. I could just like see these people. Oh yeah. Actually we'd seen the, I think I'd seen the horses earlier, but no people. And then the people showed up at the horses and I'm like, yes. So like, I like, waved at them with my 
with my hat. And then I see that they start heading up the hill on their horses. And I'm like, yes, like they're coming, you know? And then, so that, but it took them like half an hour to ride over to me because they were far and like, they're just walking slow on their horses and they make it over to me. And I'm like, Hey, and I'm like, and I recognize the guy. He was like a guy that was camped close to us. And it was the guy that he told us that he had like these meat carts and I, oh yeah, he had come up to us the night before yeah. and like said hey to us at our campfire. Yeah, and I'm like <laughs> meat carts. So I thought he meant like like one of those little like like, like a and, like a like a cart like with wheels. Yeah, like because they do have those. I have seen those actually yeah. for hunting. Like you, it's like a little hand cart and you put the deer on it and you roll it. Yeah. So I was like, oh hey, like I like I've got this. My brother and I we just shot this big deer and we you can't get it down. And he's going down to like. I'm like, can you help me? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. So they, they hop down and they just start going to town on this deer. Like they're worried about it getting too dark for their horses, I think. And they're like, so they're just like rushing. And the guy, they like cuts the deer in half. At like he like counted up at whatever. He's like three ribs up or something. And he cut the whole deer down to the spine and he like twisted the whole thing, cut it in half. They had this mule with a couple of big like leather bags and they just put these two halves of the deer and they cut the head off and give me the head. And they're like, can you, can you handle that? Like <laughs> make it yeah, down. They're like looking at your camel back and like, yeah, I'm like, you- sure. <laughs> so I car- I just grab this deer and I'm like har- carrying the antlers and the head with my, like just within my hands. And, and then I start hiking down and I had a headlamp with me. Like we had like was prepared. I guess <laughs> in some ways we were prepared. I was prepared we didn't, for we weren't hike. unprepared in all ways. <laughs> no, we were pretty good. We were both Eagle Scouts, you know, which, and so. Like yeah, we we're so going to die out there. We're no. just not going to get the deer back we're just very not, easily. <laughs> we're just not competent like hunters. Yeah. I mean, we shot a good deer, so I don't know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think so people kind of get it now. Yeah. So we hike down and I'm like embarrassed and like, I'm like flooded with all these conflicting emotions. You know, I'm like relieved and embarrassed and happy and all these things. And I'm like hiking down it's dark now. And and I'm just by myself hiking through the darkness and the guys, they're taking the trail with their horses down and we were going to meet them. And camp. Then, they like, they knew where our camp was cause they'd yeah. been there. And I thought we were going to meet him like down on the road. And so they don't know, there was some confusion there, but whatever, it doesn't matter. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. but there's just so many things that I've learned since then that going back, I'm like, I totally, we could have done so much better at the like logistical part of hunting. Yeah. And yeah. So, so then, let's get into that. that in just a minute. I want to kind of tell my, my side of the story. Because okay. this all happened while I was going down to the truck. Yeah. Um, so, because I started going down and then you were kind of giving me updates and you're like, oh, they're coming over. And then, and I was like, well, do I still need to get the tarp? Like, am I coming back? And you were talking with them and so you weren't responding to the radio. And I'm like, almost to the truck. And I'm like walking up the last part of the hill and right, this is right at last shooting light where there's like 15 minutes less left of shooting light. And there was a buck skylined about 150 yards up the hill 
from the truck and I had my rifle and a tag. <laughs> do you remember do you remember me telling yeah, this? Yeah, I remember you telling me that me this. And I looked at that buck and it was a it was a four point which I had like never seen in person in my life ever. Yeah. <laughs> and he was skylined, which you learn in hunter safety that you're not supposed to shoot them when they're skylined. And yeah. uh, and you were also basically directly behind that skyline. A long way away like two miles but like if i'm shooting almost straight up yeah that's within range yeah like it's of the you know i but unsafe yeah it like seriously it was so tempting i was like he's standing there broadside how far away is he like 100 150 yards okay like just up the hill and i was like if i dropped him right there i could just drag him down to the truck and we'd have two deer down yeah it was like so tempting, but I like constrained myself and I was like, no, so did you, you didn't do it because of the skylined aspect or because, because, because he had- was skylined. And I also knew that we were in kind of a situation and you had been talking with the horses guy, the guys with the horses talking with the horses, <laughs> you're talking with the guys with the horses. And, um, and I was like, it's pretty irresponsible to get another deer down at this time of night when we have no real means. Cause I was like, well, if I make a bad shot and it gets wounded, it runs over the hill, then what, you know, like, yeah, I kind of thought through it and I was like, no, I really, really shouldn't. We should just be happy with this yeah. one that we got. So, <laughs> and so yeah, I decided not to shoot it. <laughs> so you already learned the lesson of what happens after the shot. Yeah. Like you I learned, learned that lesson pretty before. quick. I was like, Oh, actually we probably should have shot. We should have thought this through a little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Anyway, so they, uh, so let's talk a bit about like what we should have done differently. And a lot of this is probably really self-explanatory, but one of the first things that I bought, and I think I've talked about this a little bit on the podcast, but I don't know. Um, one of the things that the very first things I bought was a backpack that could haul meat. Yeah. Um, (laughs) that was like one of the first things I'm like, I bought game bags and something that could haul meat and i looked up videos on how to quarter a deer Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that was like one of the biggest things but well yeah that was the biggest problem with our setup was we had no way to get a big like you know it was probably a couple how how heavy do you think how much i think we got like we we got 100 pounds of meat yeah i I think over 100 pounds like it It was a lot of meat. it would i would not be surprised if that was a 250 pound deer it was a big deer. Yeah, like it was so like the rack was not very big, but the no, the but deer the was just like it had a massive neck and yeah, big like body. Was, it was big. Yeah, I yeah I remember we split the meat too, and I think I got, I think I got like seventy or eighty pounds. Yeah, my, I think we my both. Part of it. Yeah, I think that's so right. Like, like that is so a big, that is a big deer. Pound, 150, 160 pounds of meat off of one deer. That's a lot of meat from that's one a, deer. That's processed too. Cause we that, took yeah, it to the like, processor and that's like, that's like post butchering. No bones. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a lot, a lot of meat for a meal deer. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So that was the biggest problem I think. And then also just remembering like my knife uh that didn't actually end up slowing us down at all it just would have 
it just would have made it more convenient as having a better right. eye. Yeah. And knowing um, how to quarter something <laughs> yeah. like skin it because carrying a hide out is that's a lot of weight. Yeah. It's and, another 40 pounds or whatever. Yeah. Or whatever it is, depending on, yeah, a lot of things, skin. but yeah, like that's a, that's a lot of weight. And then the other thing is kind of keeping in perspective how far you are away from your truck and your physical capabilities. Yes. <laughs> because like I was definitely not in shape to carry any kind of load well, across we any prepared, that distance. We were prepared to, to shoot two deer. Yeah. If there were two bucks there, we would have shot both. Yeah, we totally would have. Without even and thinking we, about it. We, yeah, we wouldn't have even questioned. I mean, the only reason you questioned this one that you didn't shoot is because because of the situation one, yeah even get one out yeah <laughs> so yeah and so yeah like planning out how far away you're gonna be and like making sure you can get that meat out and get the whole deer out of there mm-hmm. um that's important and that's something that we had just not even considered yeah and this is all kind of stuff that um you can learn just from, you know, listening to this podcast or watching videos on YouTube. Like you can learn all this stuff and you don't necessarily need a mentor. Um, like we had direction from other people and we had gone hunting. So I think we had an advantage over somebody who is just like completely new to hunting. Yeah. Um, but still for those of you who, don't have any mentors or have never been hunting before or don't have an uncle that showed you how to gut a deer. Um, you can listen to podcasts and watch videos and learn all this stuff before you go out. And so you don't have to flag down a cowboy and (laughs) have them carry. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And one thing I think that we had going for us too, is that we, we had spent time outdoors and being prepared. Like I said, Eagle Scouts, you know, like we had water and food and flashlight, you know, headlamp. Mm-hmm. We yep. had, uh, you know, we had our, our walkie talkies. We could communicate with each other. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure we yeah. had water purification means yeah. too. like a little Sawyer mini. Yeah. And so we were prepared in a lot of ways like that, that had, that stuff had kind of come second nature to us. Mm-hmm. because of the other experiences that we had had so somebody coming into it like those aspects of it are also very important like okay we're prepared for a hike so when you go hunting you also need to be prepared for a hike you know yeah that's true that's a good point so we and we were definitely prepared for all of that and the hunt and, and the hike going long getting dark we were prepared for all that. we had good boots we had warm layers and gloves and hats and like we were you know we knew how yeah. to start fire, like that kind of stuff. We knew all that. That's true. I hadn't really I mean, thought about that. That That's so true because like hunting is all that stuff that a backpacker or a hiker would need. And then you also need to know how to gut an animal and find an animal, track an animal, mm-hmm. <laughs> all that stuff with the hunting part of it. So yeah. that's a good reminder. And then guns too. Like we had been prepared around guns and like knowing the safety around them like knowing not to shoot over a hill and like all, you know, that aspect of it too. We had been prepared. A lot of people may not. Yeah. Oh, and another thing I remember is we, 
we made a backup plan for our radios too. Like if the radios broke and you needed help, it was like three rapid shots. And we both had pistols too. Yeah, that's true. And I remember I remember us communicating about that before we separated. Because mm-hmm. the usually you in in general terms, like you, you don't want to separate your group. Like right. if you can stay together, you should stay together. But in that instance, like we had we to just, split up. We had to split up. And so we communicated about that. We're like, okay, here's our primary channel. If that channel's not working, here's our secondary channel as far as the radios go. And mm-hmm. then if that fails and you need help, three like shots. If you, break, if you break your leg or something. Yeah, and you, and you need help, three shots. Yeah. And that means come find me. And yeah. we like communicated about that. So that's yeah, that's true. Um, some good yeah. reminders too. Yeah. Um, and the uh, the other thing is in radios aren't legal in every state. So Utah, you can use radios. Um, there are some limitations in other states, so you need to check your regulations. Yeah, like what we were doing with Kendall's deer when we were telling you, yeah, hey, yeah, come and stay there. <laughs> yeah, like that doesn't. You know that doesn't fly in all the states. Law in some states. Yeah. So, but like, yeah, I think as we've kind of talked about this, and when you were saying about how you were feeling all those different emotions, like embarrassment and excitement, and like happiness, (laughs) like all those emotions, I think I had a lot of similar feelings because when you got your deer, I was way more excited than when I shot my first deer because my first deer was that little spike and we were driving down the road and it was off the side of the road. And I just like hopped out of the car and I was like, and, and uncle Kelly was like, yeah, you can't shoot it when you're standing on the road, you have to be off the road. And so I like took a couple steps toward the deer and it's just staring at me 30 yards and I just shot it. And then we threw it in the back of the truck and we went home. Like I didn't, there wasn't a whole lot of work that went into it, it. We, and we drove down a little bit and then he like showed you how to gut it and it was yeah. dark. Yeah. Like I gutted it. I remember doing that. And I remember <laughs> Kendall and cash like playing with the guts and they like punctured the gas thing and it reeked. <laughs> yes. Do you remember that? They like well, Kendall to my beer. They're just like, they're like poking the guts out. and stuff. With yeah, a and stick. The, stomach, the stomach starts to blow like almost immediately. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it was like bloated and he's like poking it and he's like <laughs> and then it goes oh, reeks so bad. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, but anyway, like I remember, I remember driving home and we're like all kind of disappointed because we didn't get anything that year. And then Kelly stops, he's like, Hey, look, there's a there's a spike and it's mom, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. Does anyone want it? Everyone kind of looks around and like nah. And I was like, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. And, and I, then, yeah, it was just so it was like it was like going to like a candy shop and be like, Oh look, there's a free candy bar. Does anyone want it? I'm like, yeah, I like, I like Snickers. Sure. Yeah. And like, that's, that's how it was. And so like, I wasn't really emotionally attached to it or anything. I didn't have any, you didn't didn't invest it. Yeah. No, I did not hunt that deer. I harvested that deer, (laughs) (laughs) but this deer, your deer, we like worked for it. and we like developed a plan and we implemented that plan and then it was successful and then we required a lot you know it was like an experience and i think that's what sealed the deal for me is like i'm doing this next year 
because of the experience because yeah. of the the it was like an event you know it, it's something i look back on still and i think when when people kind of wonder like about hunting <laughs> um it's one of those things that you have to like you have to do and you have to do it in a way that is memorable for it to stick and mm-hmm. Anyway, that's for me, that's kind of how it was. And I don't know about for you because it, do you think that that hunt was pivotal for you? Definitely. Because it, it was the most fun I'd had hunting too. Uh, like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like when I was talking about the trees up there and everything, it was just like perfect. I mean, even despite all the kind of horrible that it happened after and all the stuff that, but I kind of thrive in those situations. Like I kind of like the, the, what's the word? Like, I don't know, the excitement and the drama almost and the kind of quick decision-making that has to happen. And, but then, and then also was that, Oh no, we still, so we still, we still uh, took that deer to the processor. Yeah. Another turning point that I'll talk about is when my next year we shot at that that same area, but that one we had we were a lot more prepared for. Everything went a lot more smoothly. But then I processed that deer myself, and once I started doing that, because I remember being frustrated with that with this big deer that we got, we processed it, and I'm like, this cost me like three hundred dollars, and I was like, this is kind of frustrating. Like I just did all the work for this. You know, and yeah. now I'm like paying way more than I would pay for all this meat. Yeah. At the store. And um, I remember we split it and we were still like, ah, <laughs> that, yeah, like that's a like, big price tag. And so then, but then the next time I, I, I shot a deer two years later and I processed the whole thing. And I just remember thinking, this is, this is the best. Like, this is like, yeah. this really seals it. Like, and, and that, so I think that's when I had started to like actually decided to like make this a thing. Um, I, I had already started doing it every year just cause I liked hunting, like just liked being out there and like all of that. But then when it became a lifestyle or like a, a real hobby or like a part of who I am is when I started processing it myself and getting that meat and really like cherishing the gift that this deer had given me mm-hmm. feeding my family every day and like filling up my freezer. <clears throat> and, and then it became something that percolated through my entire life. Right. I'm like eating this deer and it's like from, from when it's eating sagebrush to when it's in my belly, I'm there through the entire process. Yeah. You're like, nobody else has touched this. <laughs> like yeah. I, I know that this is from the left backstrap. Maybe yeah. not that specific, but like you're like you know where the cuts are coming from, and I I, I think because you borrowed my my meat grinder, didn't you? Yeah, you had already gotten a meat grinder. Yeah, because I because I and Cause I gave started. you the the butcher paper and everything. I was like, dude, this is the way to go. <laughs> like you need yeah, to you, process you your own meat, shooting does, and and processing them. Yeah, I had never done that. Um, but. So it's like, I think when I, it's, it's all kind of developed slowly for me, 
like the first time I went hunting, like I super enjoyed it. And then the next time I went and I actually shot one, you know, it just grew. I'm like, I love this. This is a blast. And it's great family time. You know, it's great uh, for bonding with other people and just being outside. I love being outside. And so it just kind of grew. And then we went on this hunt and I got my deer and I worked for it. And it started to grow and become something that I wanted to, to pursue long term. And then once I started processing it myself, it's like, this is, it's done deal now, you know, this is, this is now something that like, it's going to be, this is part of who I am now. It's part of what I, what I do. And so I think that's kind of how it's developed for me kind of incrementally. Yeah. I think it's very similar for me. Um, And I think that's a natural way that anything happens is like, you start out with some kind of experience and then it just builds and builds and builds. And like, that's how it has been with me with rifle hunting and now bow hunting is like, I want a more intimate experience with the animal. Like shooting Mm -hmm. it is fun, but when you shot yours and it was so close and you know, like being that close and then stalking in on animal without them seeing you, it's just like a whole new level of excitement and it's so awesome and yeah it's just just builds and builds and then like you said the meat is is really like why i do it there's a lot of reasons why i do it but that's like the most tangible reason why Mm -hmm. i do it and it's the it's the most um last it lasts longer than any of the other reasons like you get to eat that steak on a tuesday or whatever and you're like it reminds you of why you do it. So yeah, it brings back and it brings back that whole experience. It's like, it's way more than even just like seeing a photo of the hunt or something like you're like eating it. And now you imagine like the shot and the, you imagine like with every bite, it almost feels like you're like imagine and like replay the whole hunt in your, in your mind. And then brings back all those feelings. And it's just, it's amazing. What other food can do that? (laughs) Nothing. Nothing. No food. (laughs) there's nothing a little bit of that when you like grow your own food yeah yeah for sure for sure like when you're like oh these tomatoes are so good yeah Yeah. you're like i remember when it was just a little seed (laughs) (laughs) and so there is a little bit of that when you have a garden that's true um so if you want some of that feelings you know start a garden (laughs) it does it it is a little bit it's a little taste in it that's true um so yeah, I don't remember where I was going to go with that, but it's true. Yeah, that's good. This is good stuff. Yeah. Anyway, we're at, this might be the longest episode of Hunt the West this far, but when you and I get together, we tend to just keep talking, which is it's awesome. the best episode so far, I think. It has been, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's been the best episode so far because every episode is better than the last. <laughs> <laughs> it's all downhill from here. This is the pinnacle. <laughs> Maybe it has peaked for you, but it is not for me. <laughs> Until I come back on. Yeah, you'll come back on next year after you uh, go bow hunting. We'll yeah, talk maybe. about your first bow hunt. But, oh, yeah, what you mentioned about uh, stalking. That I, th- so this last year, I had, this is the first time I had done a, a, like a stock. Um, I don't know if you knew that. Um, not really. You told me a little bit about it, but. It, it was, yeah, because thinking about it like none of the deer so my last 
the last buck that I shot was very much like that one that we hit the big story that we just told. It was very similar to that other than all the preparedness issues where it went a lot smoother, but it was like a 30 yard, 40 yard shot. Um, but then this last hunt I went on for a doe, we had spot, I spotted him from way far away. I had to like plant a stock and, and stock in on it. And then, and then take the shot from like 300 yards and doing all that even like that experience had, it's like a whole another layer of hunting that has, has added on to what I like about it. So I'll mention that too. This just the stock alone is, is another super rewarding aspect of it. Yeah. There's just so much that goes into it and it really makes sense why, um, when people, I, I basically have only really hunted mule deer and elk other than small game, like, and predators and stuff. But like, um, when people start getting into sheep and goats and then you have to learn not only you, you, you take a lot of the same tactics, but you've got to learn like the new behaviors and their, the way that they interact with each other. And like it, there's just, we always, I think as humans, we want to progress a lot and just continue progressing and so it's like what's the next thing and it's like it's kind of a natural progression of a hunter to move on to new species move on to new tactics move to new locations that require different tactics and yeah so yeah it's really a lifestyle that is it's a really fun kind of hobby plus lifestyle that you can pursue for your whole life and never get like done like you're never going to become a hunter that's like done progressing so yeah that's cool <laughs> at least there's no end in sight for me <laughs> no <laughs> me neither yeah. yeah anyway well this has been great i think this is really helpful for people who maybe don't have a mentor or are looking to take the next step or maybe they just need a little um <laughs> maybe they'll feel a little bit better about themselves now that they've heard how novice provide them a little bit of <laughs> of like what's the word like at least i'm not that bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah self-confidence they're like oh man i'm actually not doing i'm not doing too bad <laughs> i think i think because most of the stuff that's shared is all the good stories and like all the all the you know create like media creators that are hunters it's like they're all good at, at, at it already you know, yeah. like you don't share the the bad stories and like the times that you didn't know what you were doing. Yeah, they're they're harder to find. That's for sure. You know? Yeah. So, and there's no shortage of novice hunting stories on when you have me as a host. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can keep going. We're, we're still working on it. Okay. So, anyway, um, cool. Well, thanks for coming on, Bryce. Yeah, thanks um, for having me on. This will be all, we'll fun. we'll definitely have you on again because we just have too much fun talking. So. Yeah yeah i'm glad anytime okay thanks all right thanks talk to you later all right i hope you enjoyed that episode with bryce as you can tell he and i just love to talk and we tend to do that when we get together so i'm sure he's going to be on again and we're going to explore more of our adventures that we've gone on as well as our future adventures i'm going to link to everything we talked about in this episode in the show notes so you can find those in your device wherever you're listening right now or you can go to huntthewest.us slash 21 for episode 21 huntthewest.us slash 21 and you'll be able to get the links and everything there and if you have similar stories that 
you have, maybe some newbie experiences, sometimes when you got into trouble, maybe, I'd love hearing those stories. So you can shoot me an email at skylar at huntthewest.us. And there's going to be a link for that in the show notes as well. So I love hearing from you guys. I love hearing your stories. You can reach out to me on Instagram as well, huntthewest.us on Instagram. So I hope you can take home some lessons from our experiences that we had, maybe make some adjustments to your tactics or to your gear setup, your planning, so you can have a better experience and improve on your hunting and your survival skills or whatever kind of things that you feel like you need to improve on. But I hope you learned something and that that knowledge will help you improve and get out there and hunt the West.